0: Welcome to the Boarding Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, I'm Nick Angiers. This is our 15th episode, and by our, I mean my. And today, I'd like to share my thoughts on getting people to come to your events. I think this applies to any business in general, actually. So when you've created a product of some kind, how do you get people's attention? How do you get people to care about it and eventually buy it? So going back to the beginning, with my uh, first small events, I was charging about $10 for tickets, and it's actually really challenging to get people to pay for something, I find, especially if it's something that's inherently fun, like games, right? Like you're providing value to, to someone, but in order for them to... See it as a product that they're willing to pay for, that's a big jump to go from zero to ten dollars even. Think about when you see something online, uh, let's say it's an app, and you see that it's free, you're probably not going to hesitate to download it. But if you see that there's a price tag on it, even if it's a dollar, then it's a little bit different. You're going to think more about whether or not it's something that you would pay even a dollar for. And then if it's ten dollars, you're going to think even more about it. So with the events, uh, I tried to add as much value as I could. And the way I did that was I'd have special things to attract people, you know, like uh, bring and buy, where people can bring games and sell them and also buy them. Uh, And then lots of, like, really big games that they wouldn't get to play normally. So just added as much value as I could. But uh, I think the the strategy that I ended up focusing on was to do lots of regular events for free to build up that crowd. And these free events, uh, you know, they do take time as I'm putting the time into them, but when you look at it it's really just greeting people and recommending games and teaching games and sometimes even playing games, all of which are things that I love, so I don't mind spending the time to build up that crowd uh, some other aspects of it are going out and finding the host venues, you know, social media. So all of this is is work. Uh, it's fun work, uh, but it's still an investment of time. So for getting people to to come to the events, uh, you really have to find the right platform. So I used Meetup, and there's a fee for that. But I was lucky enough to have a friend who had. Uh, a Meetup account, you get three different groups that you can create, and he was only using two of them. So he gave the other one to me, if he ever needs it, then I'll just pay him the fee of the the fourth one. You can just add an extra one on. So uh, that's like over $200 a year that I save not having to, to get that subscription. And Meetup's really good for getting people that you don't know to see your events. And then other than that, I use Facebook. So that's more for people that I do already know and I do a lot of my social media stuff through Facebook. I do have Instagram uh, and Twitter. I n- never use Twitter, I have no idea how to use it for my business. Uh, Instagram, I just put pictures, a little videos of cool stuff that's related to board games. But I think it's better just to stick with one until you've really kind of mastered it, and the one where your crowd is gonna be the most. So for a lot of reviewers, of course, it's going to be Instagram because it's all about the, the photos. Or if you're designing, maybe you want to go with Twitter. But the important thing is to be active uh, show people that you're always doing things and always looking for ways to make your product whatever that is better. In my case, it's events. So I think the very most important thing is just to be consistent. So I have my events uh, each week, and I try to make uh, everyone's experience enjoyable, especially first-time attendees. I want them to have a really good experience, because if they do, then they're much more likely to come back than they came and then it was just chaotic or nobody paid attention to them, then they're probably not going to come back. Uh, You'll always get some people to come and just check it out and just come that one time, and that's fine but I do want to leave them with a good impression. So, uh, for my case, number one is consistency, have the events each week, and have rules in place. So, uh, when people aren't sure about uh, if an event is going to be held or not, I want it to be really clear. So, uh, for example, if the venue is closed, of course I'm not going to have the event, but as long as it's open, I'm going to have the the event. So it's not going to be a matter of, oh, I'm busy that day, uh, there's not going to be any host, or uh, I'm traveling, you know, so we're just going to cancel it, or it's a holiday, that's a big one. So some holidays the venues are open, some holidays they're not open. The, the holidays where they are open, then I will run the event. So as long as the venue is open, the event will run. I think that's a very clear rule that people can understand. And I'll always get questions like that. So I think just having that reliability of the event each week and showing that uh, you know it's managed, so if someone isn't following uh, etiquette, then uh, I'll step in and take care of that. And also being responsive, so when I get questions about the event, then I'll respond right away. I think that plus time really builds up the number of people that are gonna come out to attend the events. And then uh, in time, I will have uh, a a crowd of people that have been to my events, so when I do launch a a bigger one, I'll have uh, a much wider net uh, of people who are likely to attend my paid events. So that's kind of the idea. Also, with my mini-cons, I'll have some paid, uh, like the um, open gaming will be free, but any special events like tournaments or design jams, there'll be, you know, like a $10 ticket for that. So, the more people I know and that I've um, played games with or gone to other events and talked to, uh, I'll be able to target better who I think is going to be interested in the paid events. And, of course, I'll design the paid events around what I think people are going to be interested in. Another thing I've tried is an incentive system. So with Meetup, one big challenge is that not, not everybody signs up. So they see it on Meetup, but they don't click that they're going. So that's called RSVPing on Meetup. Uh, it's also a problem that people RSVP and then don't show up, but personally I haven't really found that problem with mine. Um, once in a Yeah, it does happen, but more often than not, it's a matter of... So I post it on Facebook and Meetup, and then two people show that they're going, and then 10 people show up. So that really harms my discoverability, and other people see that only two people are going, they're very unlikely to go. But once they see, oh, ten 10 people are going, they're more likely to go, and then that shows other people that this is a well-attended event. So this is one big thing that I've really noticed is that there's a snowball effect. The fewer people you have, the less likely other people are going to join, and the more people they have, the more likely other people are going to be interested. Then once you have like a big event, then everybody wants to go, right? And it, it just expands from there. It's got kind of an exponential curve to it. Uh, so with the incentive system, what I did was I had a, a little stamp card. And every time you RSVP and show up, of course, you get a stamp. Five stamps gets you a bubble tea. Okay, so I pay for that out of pocket. I just started this incentive system before the pandemic started. So uh, I only had, I think one or two people who had filled up their card. Uh, people really liked the idea uh, and I offered to store the cards for them. So I had like a, a little booklet uh, where I just make the cards myself, just print them at home and then um, print them on cardstock, cut them out, write the person's name, first name and last initial. And, um, I tried to know everybody's name, uh, I think that helps with making the experience more personable. Uh, for the draw, I need their name so that I can call them uh, when they win. So um, the incentive system is a good way to get people's names, and yeah, I don't use their, their full name of course, and just because you know people don't want to give out more information than they have to. So I don't take email addresses or any of that stuff. And um, what that does is they have to show that they signed up. On the first time that I just tell them about the card, uh, I honestly don't really care if they are RSVP'd. Uh, I'd rather just give them the stamp and just tell them, okay, for next time, if you want to get your second stamp, now you know, right? So you got to RSVP either on Facebook or Meetup, doesn't matter which one, because I don't expect everybody to use uh, a specific platform. I kind of have to narrow it down, but one of those two. And that pretty much covers all the bases. Uh, if they really don't want to use either of those, then uh, <laughs> there's really not much I can do. But more than 90% of the people are going to be covered within that scope. So uh, starting from the, the second one, if they, if I, I'll usually see them if they RSVP, and they can do it last minute. They can even RSVP like, right before the event. Uh, I believe it's Meetup that doesn't allow you to RSVP after an event has started. So after the start time, you can't RSVP anymore, but Facebook, you can't. So you can uh, show that you're going even halfway through the event. So I let people do that just because after the event, uh, it'll show all the people that went, right? So that's great too. People will see uh, last time, a dozen people went. Ooh, okay, a dozen people. Uh, so there's probably you know, a good three different games running. Uh, that might be something that I'm interested in so uh, that's an incentive system and it was going well uh, long term I'm planning to get some th- um, host venues to at least subsidize the incentive pr- the the uh, rewards so that uh, I'm not paying it out-of-pocket right now it's just a few dollars per reward but if they could pay for half of that or eventually you know when I get sponsors then um, I could have all of that paid for for free uh, because I would be prom- promoting them when I talk about the incentive system. Uh, and then the the cards work for now but they are a little bit clunky so eventually I'd want to get an app. Uh, and it can be pretty simple. You no, know, like um, They can have the app and they can say that they're going uh, and then I'd probably have to integrate it with Facebook yeah, that's a little bit further down the line. I'd probably first start out with they uh, just have like a stamp card on their app, right? So they have the app, and then and then uh, every time they RSVP and show up, then uh, somehow I give them like a digital stamp. I haven't thought that far, <laughs> so right now I'm just using a stamp, and then each time I'll use a different one. You can buy them at the dollar store for uh, five for a dollar fifty or whatever, different animals or whatever, and then I just use a different one each time. And I can store the cards at the venue so I don't have to carry them around. Uh, Right now I'm using the cards, well I was using the cards before the pandemic, the cards for each venue. So you can go to any event, uh, including mini-cons, you know, special ones like Game Design Jams, and you can get a stamp just for showing up for those. So I think this is a really good idea. It's quite simple to implement and it's been pretty well received. So I'm going to keep streamlining it and I'm going to keep doing it. This is just one example of how to get people to, to buy your products. You know, if you're doing something that's purely online, then you're going to have a very different strategy. But uh, that's how I've been doing it. For a podcast, just as an example, like you can be doing guests, uh, guest um, appearances on other people's podcasts and then uh, draw attention to your podcast that way. So there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, Eventually, I will be doing that. I'm just starting out now, but I also do plan to start getting guests pretty soon because I've talked about pretty much all the things that I want to talk about. Now, I'm going to do a few more episodes, but I am starting to line up guests, so that's kind of the next phase. All right, for next episode, Kickstarter is something that you can use for... uh, I don't want to say any board game-related endeavor, but a lot of them... So I'd just like to share some of my thoughts of the pros and cons of using Kickstarter. Alright, as always, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Happy gaming.